0: This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly.
1: Here we go, Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings from Studio B on Airline Drive. It is a great Friday Uh, Everybody's in a good mood, and uh, we're glad that you're along with us today. We're going to talk, of course, about the big Saints win last night over the Atlanta Falcons. We'll uh, talk Pelicans basketball today. We'll get to know Brett Dawson a little bit from the uh, New Orleans Advocate, as uh, he has some background with Anthony Davis and some background with Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, and all that will make sense on today's show. And we'll hear from one of our stars of the game last night, Benjamin Watson. We caught up with him in the locker room. After the Saints 31-21 win over the Falcons, Um, we'll just say the Saints are 1-0. Maybe we'll do that. (laughs) Overall, and in reality, it's 2-4. But they um, they not only knock off their arch rivals, but uh, take Atlanta away from the ranks of the unbeaten. I think there's five left now in the NFL as we get started with the rest of the NFL weekend. But um, it was an emotional night in some ways last night. Uh, It was a a night full of vindication, I think, in some ways. But at the end of the night, it was just a, a smile, I think, for a lot of folks, including my partner, John DeShazer, who is the uh, senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. We spent uh, an enchanted evening together last night, didn't we, J.D.? It was fun. It really was. Hey, it's good to see you win. I mean, we're not going to pretend that the Saints have,
2: you know, figured this thing out and, you know, everything's going to be shifting in the right direction. But you like some of the things that you saw, and you just hope they can keep it up consistently, especially to be able to do it Against an undefeated team, uh, Atlanta, that had come back in four of its five wins in the fourth quarter, no less, and had uh, probably among the most prolific offenses in the league, the Saints were able to do something with all of that. But um, you know, obviously, some of the things that have haunted them in the in the previous five games, you know that those things are still around. You just hope that they've been able to to uh, squash them, you know, sufficiently. But you know, they're not going to pretend they they figured it out. You know, but there were a lot of great things to build on last night.
1: Yeah, it was a step back in the right direction. After seemingly, I thought that the the Saints had taken some small steps forward and then, man, got knocked back 5, 10, 15 yards against Philadelphia last week. At least this kind of set the course back in a direction that you like. Um, and while Atlanta, now with just the one loss, still has that cushion at the top of the division, heck, maybe Seattle gives you a break and – does something to Carolina this weekend and pulls the Panthers a little closer to you. There's a long way to go. We'll see how it goes, um, but certainly I think, man, some of the ills that John we've been talking about, it, it seemed like all in one fell swoop. They they uh, they set a new course, and I guess that's the way. I think you put it right. You know, let's not go crazy here, but um, there's plenty to be encouraged about. Like for instance, the penalties. What an issue that had been! Yeah. Not an issue last night. Yeah, winning the takeaway battle. Yeah, you win that. You hadn't been able to really do that. Um, special teams had their poor moments, but then there was one spectacular moment that we'll talk about in a moment. Yeah. And then the ability—I thought—I thought the game plan set forth by the Saints last night and the play calling took care of the suspect offensive line play that you'd seen. And some of the other issues, including the running game, um, and while that wasn't spectacular last night, it did serve a purpose, in a way. So those things, all of a sudden, ins- you know, instead of seeing a team take down one of those problems, they seemingly took away a lot of them. I'm not saying they can sustain that, but they seem to hit all the buttons. Well, I mean, they've been talking for weeks about you know uh, cleaning up
2: "quote unquote" things and eliminating the the small things. Uh, penalties are sometimes, some of, the, some of the penalties the Saints were committing were things that can be cleaned up. Uh, when you have the false starts and the uh, you know, encroachments and jumping off sides, and those, those are things that are mental that can be cleaned up. Uh, some of the physical things, you know, the past interferences and the holdings, you know, some of them have been legit, and some of them you look at and say, yeah, maybe they shouldn't have called that. So you know, they've been saying, though, for the longest, if we can clean up a couple of these things, We can put together a complete game. Well, they clean them all up. When you've got as many turnovers forced, three, as penalties, three, you're going to win that game. (laughs) You know, when you've got, you know, that kind of efficiency. When Drew Brees is standing for the vast majority of the time, he's 30 for 39, 312 yards, but he only got sacked one once. That was significant because Philadelphia battered him around. Tampa Bay battered him around. And I don't care who you are as a quarterback. You can be Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. You know, Matt Ryan, Russell, well, it doesn't matter who you are. If you get hit enough, you're going to be somewhat ineffective because you can't get the ball to your receivers. And so I thought that allowed them to be a little bit more aggressive. And you got to throw some props out uh, to the left side of that offensive line. Uh, Tony Hills and Senio Kelamete, the number two left guard and number three left tackle. Um, yeah, they didn't run it particularly well, but they ran it 32 times. 32 times means... We're not gonna give up on it. We're not getting what we want, but we're gonna eat some clock up. They got into 16 third down situations. They converted eight of them, which is fantastic. Converted that first uh, fourth down touchdown pass to, to Benjamin Watson, and so a lot of things fell into place. But a lot of things can fall into place if you can eliminate some errors. And also, you know, we got to make mention of Delvin Bro at cornerback, who played, you know, Julio Jones man to man, and that's a uh, you know that's not an assignment a lot of guys want. Much less are effective at, but 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 Delvin
1: Bro handled it as well as you can possibly handle it last night. Isn't it interesting that a guy like Delvin Bro, who's who's your best cover guy right now, let's let's not let's not make any yeah misgivings about that. Isn't it interesting how Bro can have such success last night when he doesn't have to cover a guy for six seven seconds? I mean, I don't want to take away anything from Delvin's game because it was great last night, but his game was helped. Pressure up front. Well, no doubt. No lesser
2: authority than a rookie, Haoli Kakaha, said several weeks ago um, if you can get the quarterback on the ground, you don't have to worry about covering. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the Saints were able to do. They were able to get to Matt Ryan. They sacked him five times, but even just as much as that, they were able to get to him and pressure him and get him off his comfort zone. And a lot of times, you're not going to be able to get five sacks. I mean, that's not going to happen in an NFL game. You're not going to get five a game. Uh, but if you can get close to a guy and hit him a few times and get him to move around and get him off his comfort zone, you can affect an offense. And I thought they did that. Then you get the lead. And then they are able to get to Mac Ryan right, because he's got to hold the ball a little bit longer. He's trying to make a bigger play. And now they all of a sudden the offensive lineman might be getting a little bit fatigued. The Saints are rolling with that momentum from the crowd and they're able to just crash the party and get to Matt Ryan, get him on the ground.
1: The veteran Kevin Williams had some nice moments last night, especially against the run. Um, Bobby Richardson's ability to play after injury um, was, I thought, huge. I thought he was big. Cam Jordan's best game this season? By a far. Doubt. Yeah, by far.
2: I mean, statistically, now, you know, Rob Ryan was saying that he was having some good games and the stats didn't show it well. You know what? The stats have to show it. You know? Yes. So he was able to get there and sack,
1: sack Matt Ryan three times and force a fumble and recover that fumble. All great things. All right, right back to the offensive side real quick here. Nine different receivers caught balls from Drew Brees last night, who was phenomenal, 30 of 39. Um, You don't need to be a math major to figure out the percentage on that one. Um, And any time that Drew seems to throw for less than 40 attempts a game, and then you mentioned the rushing attempts, there's some balance there. Zach Streif said after the game last night, he felt like even though they weren't massive games on the ground, there was enough pounding with the run game that they wore down the Falcons' defensive front. Thought that was key. And then Benjamin Watson. Holy smokes. We saw this a lot during camp. And I want to be honest about a conversation John and I had last week. (laughs) We had talked about opposing tight ends had kind of done the Saints in through the first five weeks of the season. Yes, that's the case. And that the Saints tight ends had made minimal impact, the opposite of what we saw in camp. So quite honestly, probably us reaching a little bit, we said, well, maybe there's a reason why Benjamin Watson looked good during training camp. And that speaks now to a few things. Well, this, this goes back to one of my favorite statements. Every time I think I know, I don't. So, last night, Benjamin Watson goes for 10 receptions, 111. 127. 127. 127, 127 yards, and a touchdown. And they started in the first offensive series of the night, going to three different tight ends in that series, and it didn't let up. Uh, it was a phenomenal performance. Well,
2: I think some of that, too, though, reflects back to protection. See, now – now, the, the more we think about it, Benjamin Watson probably the best blocking tight end on this, on this team also. Well, if Drew Brees is getting bashed around, you're probably going to hold him in a little bit more to help out against the pass rush. So maybe he wasn't being as you know, free to go out uh, as a receiver as he was last night because the protection stepped up some. And, you know, again, if Drew Brees gets time, you know, any quarterback, but if a guy Hall of Fame caliber gets time, He's going to find some weaknesses in whatever defense you're playing. And Ben Watson and Josh Hill benefited from it early, and Ben Watson benefited from it late. And and that's the Ben Watson that we saw. I think if Drew Brees can get some time and allow these guys to get into the patterns, we can see those kinds of things. And he actually missed Ben by a couple of inches on a big, big play down the middle, where if he hits him in stride, Ben Watson scores. You know, he threw it high, Ben went up, you know, got hands on it, couldn't come down with it. But again, if he's able to have some time and Ben Watson is able to get in the, into his routes, he's still a physical phenomenon at 34 years old. He looks like he could be like 18 and a bodybuilder. You know, he he's that kind of shape. So, yeah, if he's able to get a little time and get out there, I think he can he can have that kind of impact a few more times. Probably not 10 catches,
1: but you know, I think he can be in the four, five, six range. Yeah, uh, he had a ton of snaps last night. Speaking of the four, five, six range. Uh, Willie Snead, Brandon Cook, C.J. Spiller each had four catches last night. I don't remember any of them not being significant. I think they were all very significant plays, and Breeze then does crack 300 yards again, again, (laughs) in his career uh, in in the win. Uh, Let's get to the emotional piece real quick uh, before we end the segment. I I still this morning, smiling, shaking my head. Number one, I really like Michael Motti. I've gotten to know him a little bit here since he's joined the Saints uh, on the run here. He's a local kid. And then with Steve Gleason receiving the George Hallis Award before the game, he's in attendance, Michael Motti splits through there, lays out, I mean, flat lays out, much like Gleason did 10 years ago, blocks that punt, and results in a touchdown. The emotional lift, the emotional moment in that building at a time when it seemed like the Hunat Nation needed it most, he delivered well, he basically
2: smothered it. I mean, made a great play. And, I, and I'm going to back up a little bit farther because he gave, gave a lot of credit, credit to, uh, to Coach Mack, Greg McMahon, the special teams coordinator. And I'm sure Coach Mac, I'm sure, knew the significance of what was happening. And he was like, you know what, we're, we're going to see if we can get one tonight. Now, of course, you put in pump blocks every week. You look at the schemes, you say, okay, we might be able to get one. But Michael said, you know, but Coach Payton said, look, we wanted to go after the first one. Yeah. And the circumstances just weren't right. So they felt like they had a chance against Atlanta. And, and, and Marty, who was in the building when Steve Gleason blocked that punt, uh, is able to get on the field and said, you know, look, he's, he's been a hero of mine. I've dreamed about that moment blocking a punt in the Superdome. And here it is. He's able to split through, smother it, recover it. Uh, go into the end zone. I think the only guy that tackled him was Austin Johnson, his teammate, when he went in. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, man, it was one of those moments where you say, you know what, everything's just kind of aligned the exact way it should be. If if Zach Hawker makes a couple of field goals, you know, they're probably pretty much perfect on special teams. And uh, and the game isn't quite as close as it was, and it really wasn't that close, to be honest with you. The Falcons scored a couple of late touchdowns to make it respectable. But, you know, when he, when he goes through and he slices through and blocks that punt, man, it was like, okay, this is one of those situations where when a team blocks a punt in the NFL, you almost feel like that raises the percentages of you winning immensely.
1: Yes, yes. It was one of those moments where you sit there and say, man, am I lucky to work in sports. It yeah. really was. Yeah. And against the Falcons. I mean, the whole thing was almost, almost surreal. Speaking of the kicking game, by the way, Thomas Morstead told me last night he fully expects to be back next week. We'll see. Um, He's going to have to be, because, yeah. you know, uh, God bless him. You know, you
2: always say God bless him bless before you say heart. something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bless <laughs> his heart, you know. But but Brandon Fields has struggled. Yeah. And uh, he has not quite looked like the guy who was a pro bowler for Miami just two two seasons ago. All pro, two seasons ago. And, uh, wow, he, he has struggled. Um, um, Yeah, Thomas probably can't get back fast enough now. Mm-hmm. We're comparing Brandon Fields to Thomas Morrison. And Thomas Morrison is a guy who's been – Basically, job out of going to the Pro Bowl a couple of years, I'm sure, because Thomas is one of the best in the business. But he is sorely missed right now.
1: Yes. We'll see what happens with Zach Hocker. It's a strange business. It's a tough business. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. That's going to be tough. All right. Um, So, wow. What a night last night. No doubt about that. Hey, look, Domino's always makes it sweeter, too. When the Saints score, you score at Domino's. Domino's is going to give you 50% off all large pizzas at menu price today only. All you have to do is enter the promo code SAINTS at dominoes.com. Offer valid online only and at select Domino's locations. Uh, thanks again to Domino's. It's always a better pizza on a, I usually say a winning Monday, but we'll call it a winning Friday. It really is. What a Friday it is. We've got baseball playoffs kicking off. We've got uh, uh, a full slate in the NFL. There's some key college games and Pelicans basketball. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later in our show. Coming up next, we'll hear from Benjamin Watson. One of the big uh, guns last night for Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Um, thanks for staying up late with me last night and coming in this morning. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> no problem. That's what we do. And, uh, you know, when you guys hear from Benjamin Watson, obviously. I'm,
2: is, could Benjamin be possibly the nicest human being you've ever met? He might be. You know, when you see him, when you see something good, you know, he's one of those guys when he does uh, has a game like that,
1: you're like, you know what, it's good to see great things happen to great people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I tweeted something like last night. There are probably a few guys that you want to cheer more for than that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot
2: yeah. dislike him.
1: If you're going to buy a jersey – see, I don't wear – this is – you've all heard me say this before. I don't wear another grown man's jersey. I just don't. That's just me. I, yeah. And I get that I'm in the minority, especially here I would get his I'd get Benjamin Watson's jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I may mean, not I wear it. <laughs> yeah. I, but I'd have it. But that, I'd, if, I'd have I'm, it. if I'm thinking to myself, I need a new Saints jersey, obviously – drew's an easy choice you know who would not want a number nine but number two might be benjamin watson it might be yeah if
2: i got one i'd i'd, I'd probably go for him i i am um, yeah i'm a big fan of you know I, i've got a i got you know a, a throwback that i've never worn a sam mills jersey yeah you know because sam was you know my kind of guy perfect it matches right
1: yeah. yeah he's got a new book by the way not sam mills plus his heart rest his soul uh Benjamin Watson's new book coming out. I think it's next month, and we'll probably talk about that more as we get toward November. It's yeah. going to be, uh, I think, it's going to be a must-read. One that you may not be comfortable reading sometimes, but you need to. Um, and again, we'll talk about that as we get closer to November. All right, take a break. Uh, there's a lot to cover there, and uh, we'll hear from Mister Watson right after this.
0: The Pelicans' Pick 6 plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket packages are the only way to score access to the biggest games, including a matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Six game packages start as low as $54. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your Pick 6 plan today. Spend less time buffering and more time watching movies or sports on multiple devices with the fastest internet in town, Cox High Speed Internet. Catch the hottest action on the court. Cox delivers the most popular basketball games this season on TV, online, and on your mobile device. Learn more at cox.com. Cox, official partner of the New Orleans Pelicans. Fastest claim based upon maximum download speeds of Cox Ultimate 150 megabits residential service versus AT&T's fastest advertised download speeds in Cox service area. Cable modem required. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie made with almond milk, some Warrior protein, super grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. All
1: right, welcome back. Brett Dawson from the Advocate coming up. We'll talk some Pelicans basketball. We'll talk Lexington. That's uh, obviously timely with the Pelicans heading that direction later today. Um, Thanks again to Community Coffee for being such a great new partner of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, They are the official choice of the Saints for rich, bold taste to wake up the game and rattle the dome. Boy, that happened last night. And now the Saints – And Community Coffee have joined up for the Saints Selfie Sweepstakes. To enter, simply snap a Saints selfie and share to Twitter or Instagram using hashtag CommunitySaintsSelfie. To learn more, text TOUCHDOWN to 444-999. Text TOUCHDOWN to 444-999. Benjamin Watson, our guest last night in the locker room after the Saints win. Benjamin Watson double-digit catches career-high yards touchdown pretty good night at the office, huh?
3: (laughs) Very good night at the office number one We got the win which uh, we really needed that very badly Um, You know it's been a rough season so far But we know that every time we come we have a chance to win when we do things the correct way um, It's amazing how well things can go
1: I can't help but think back to training camp when I watched you and Drew click so much during those weeks up in West Virginia and then all of a sudden I was like man I think maybe this is the week and this is the week and waited
3: until now why? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. (laughs) And next week may be totally different. Um, You know, every week is, is special in its own way. Uh, You attack every team differently, and, and, uh, you know, tonight I think we had a a great collective win, though. Special teams contributed. Defense did a tremendous job getting turnovers. On offense, we were to sustain some drive against a very good Atlanta Falcon team, so um, it's very satisfying to kind of get some fruits of our labor this week. We will enjoy this and uh, get ready for next week.
1: Was that number of touches in the game plan, or did it just present itself based on the way that Atlanta
3: plays defense? You know, it it, uh, kind of presented itself. I mean, every time time we go into a game, we we don't really know who's going to get the bulk of the the catches and drew does a good job of throwing the ball to the open man mm-hmm. um you know he, he he has an uncanny ability to kind of to read coverages and, and put the ball in the right place so it's very very fortunate to play with a teammate like him
1: you scored the touchdown i think you kind of just dropped to your knees almost to yes. collapse what was going through your mind at that moment
3: you know just a lot you know um it's been it's been a rough season so far and again this is only two wins um you know, but just thanking the Lord for the opportunity to play this game. Um, at this point in my career, uh, it's very satisfying to come out and have a night like that and a very big win against a rival rival opponent. Um, so just thanking the Lord for the opportunity. When, a, when you have a young team that you're
1: a leader of, yeah. does a short week kind of help the situation? Did you sense in any way that getting right back to the <laughs> field might just be the thing that you all needed?
3: Well, Coach Chonis talked about it early in the week. He said, you know, when we have a – a game like we had uh, in Philadelphia, and we were beat the way we were very badly. Uh, one of the best things you could do is to get back out there and play again and win, you know, not get back out there and lose. <laughs> so uh, we kind of had that mindset coming into this week, and um, we focused on practice. He, he did a good job of, you know, we, we don't really do full-speed practice during the week. You know, we have such a short week, your body's still trying to recover. Um, <clears throat> but we knew coming in we got to focus on our goals, and, and we met them tonight. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate yep. it. All right, great
1: stuff as always from Ben Watson as uh, we get set to wrap up our ballgame last night against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. We'll turn our attention to the Pelicans and their road trip that starts today, next.
4: Life is busy. You need healthcare that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an auctioner patient, You'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866 Auctioner. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind.
1: The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12-game plans are now on sale. 12-game packages, including the ever-popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today.
2: What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are
1: listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans! Let's turn our attention to the Pelicans here on this Friday, and we're pleased to welcome in for the first time the new beat writer for the Pelicans and the, uh, the advocate, or the New Orleans advocate, as I type it into my web browser. Red Dawson with us. Hello, sir. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited, excited to be here. here. You can yeah. call it whatever
5: you want to call it. It's every it's it's the state's newspaper. You call it whatever you want to. Uh
1: okay, slow down. <laughs> you like that little pluggy slit in there, Daniel? Yeah, very nice. Um, congratulations. We're, Thank you. Uh, we're pleased that the advocate is uh, covering the Pelicans as they are again this year. And uh, it's been a busy start. We'll get to that in a moment. First a little bit about you. You yeah. come you come from Kentucky, don't you?
5: I do. Yep. Uh, as we record this, I've been here one month. One month today wow. This is my month anniversary in New Orleans. So, uh, yep, I was. I w- I'm from Kentucky originally. Was born in Louisville. Um, uh, went to the University of Kentucky. Oh,
1: you're from Louisville, and yep. you
5: went to Lexington. Yeah, you know Louisville is kind of like it's like divided ground anyway. Okay. Plus, uh, no daily newspaper, and a much, much, much better journalism program at Kentucky. So mm, there's okay. you know no no competition there. Um, so yeah, uh, went to, went to Kentucky. I've covered, uh, I've covered the University of Illinois basketball for quite a while, a long time ago. I don't want to date myself too much, but Darren Williams was the point guard at Illinois when I covered that. That's a pretty so
1: a good run there for the Illini. It
5: was. And, uh, and then covered Kentucky for the Louisville Courier Journal for a while. Um, and then, uh, moved over to rivals.com and Yahoo sports for a few years. And then uh, now
1: here. So why here?
5: Well, the NBA has always been a thing for me. It's always been something I've kind of been chasing. It's weird because I've had a pretty long career and a, a good career covering colleges, but it's just the NBA has always kind of been the thing for me. It was the thing that really got me into sports a lot. I was a, you know, I was a, a, a child of the '80s growing up, you know, watching Magic and and Michael and Bird and you know all those, those great the great Pistons teams, the great Lakers teams. Um, even those Knicks teams that kind of got me in the, 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 Knicks team that Rick Patino coached actually really got me into the NBA. So when I was a kid, so, um, it's just something I've always want, I've always loved and I've always wanted to do. And then I think covering Kentucky for this stretch of time that I did sort of magnified that feeling because you were, it was, you know, uh, my friend Sekou Smith uh, works at NBA.com always jokes that I was covering the 31st team in the league because so those guys are coming in for a year and then they're moving on. And I think it makes you kind of want to move on as well. It makes you want to kind of be involved
1: in the things that you see those guys going on to do. Yeah, I'm going to table a comment I would make about wanting to move (laughs) on. Uh, Anyway, we're going back to Lexington, obviously, today uh, to play uh, for the second time there with Anthony Davis. How surreal is it to have covered Anthony Davis in college and now you're going to cover him here in the NBA?
5: Very strange because, you know, he was a guy who, when you're covering Kentucky, and I was was at Rivals when he – came in, but I was at the Courier-Journal kind of when he was a recruit. The thing was, I never heard of him until about a year before he (laughs) signed. He was a guy, because of the growth spurt that everybody knows so much about, he was not somebody who was really on people's radar. And then to see him, I remember the first time I saw him, I thought he was going to be a great player. First time I saw him practice at Kentucky, I thought, this guy has everything you need because he could put it on the floor. He could shoot a little bit. They didn't let him shoot a lot at Kentucky, but he had some of those skills. And I, I have... I have people who will attest to the fact that during his year at Kentucky, late in his year at Kentucky, I told people, this guy, I don't know when the window will be and I don't know how long it'll be open, but he'll be the best player in basketball. And I was very confident about that. But he he's even gone I think a level greater at this stage, you know, th- this this soon in his career than I thought he was going to be. And so just to see to see physically where he's come from then to now, and it really, his personality and his uh, his engagement level with like with us when we talk mm-hmm. to him, all that stuff has really changed a lot. He's grown so much in just that short span yeah, of time. Yeah, I've
1: marveled at that uh, here this training camp, thinking back to his first year in the NBA. No doubt about it. Speaking of this training camp for the Pelicans, what have you been able to uh, learn so far? Um, what are you taking away from the first uh, three preseason games and a couple weeks of practice?
5: Well, I think so far, I mean, the the one thing you take away is if they can stay healthy is going to be the way you start a lot of sentences if they can stay healthy yeah. because they've, they've already had so many little injuries. And, and and at this point right now, you think that these things don't seem like they're going to be long-term things, but they are having some trouble, I think, just kind of settling with the rotation, finding ways. That's what preseason should be for. You should be able to play some of these guys together. Figure out some rotation things. Figure out when you're going to play Anthony Davis at center, and when you when you can't get away with that, and and just sort of the combinations. And they're not really able to do all that stuff with Drew Holiday going 10 minutes. With you know Tyreek Evans is going to sit out his second preseason game now. Eric Gordon is that one out. Babbitt is hurt. You've just got a long string. Norris Cole is out. So I think that makes it a little bit difficult to get a great grasp of anything. But I think from from listening to Alvin Gentry and from what little I've been able to see. They're adjusting pretty well to the pace. I mean they, they've been it's remarkable to me that they've changed the pace so dramatically, and their turnovers are so low. I think that's a really significant thing that's I think they have the potential to be a really, really efficient offense. and when you can be that efficient, that's when you want to maximize your possessions and play really fast. Um, and then I think what we want to know about them is what are they going to be like defensively mm-hmm. and I think we're going to have to sort of uh, th- I think that's another thing we have to wait to kind of find out until they have a team together. You know, I, I listened to all those injured guys I didn't even mention. By the way, both centers are out. And so there's just a lot you don't know about them at this point.
1: This is very true. and That's why I think this three-game road trip is going to be pretty important, um, albeit preseason. I didn't think Nate Robinson would be a name that I ever heard <laughs> in our building. Um, but because of all that, here he is. Uh, and I've been watching Nate play for a long, long time. Me too. Um, that'll be interesting to see how that translates into the regular season.
5: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see because he is a guy who – you know, first you think he's going to adjust well to play in, in an up-tempo style. That's the way I think he would prefer to play. Uh, and he's a guy who, you know, a couple of guys talked about it today when we were interviewing players uh, and, and Alvin Gentry. He's a guy who really won a playoff series basically by himself in Chicago. They were decimated by injuries when Derrick Rose was out. He played so great in that series. And he is a guy who can be sort of that instant offense guy. You know, if you, whether you're starting him or bringing him off the bench, he can, he can get hot in a hurry. Uh, he can do something, you know, he, he's not your traditional kind of point guard but he's, uh, even at his size, he's kind of a combo guy, but he can get points, he can run an offense a little bit, he can play fast. Uh, I, he's an exciting guy. I think it's an interesting guy to add to the mix, and I think at this stage of the game, a good player to be able to get when you're in a, need, when you're in a position where you just need players, that's a good guy to be able to get at this late stage of a training game. Yeah,
1: I think you're right. I think he'll adjust quickly, we'll see how that goes, starting tomorrow night um, in Lexington against the Sacramento Kings. Where am I going to dinner in Lexington tonight, by the way?
5: Oh, you're going to the Village Idiot. It's very close to Rupp Arena. It's downtown. Um, you can tell you can tell the uh, uh, the owner Brian Bear that I sent you okay. if you want to. Uh-huh. Uh, that'll that'll get you some points. Uh, that's a great. spot. That's the best spot in Lexington for, for dinner, I would say. The Village Idiot. It's
1: in a, <laughs> it sounds right up my alley. It's uh <laughs> it's
5: it's in the uh the first. Lexington's first post office building. The building's from the 1800s. It's a, it's a great place.
1: All right. Very good. Good tip there. I'm looking forward to it. We had a good time when we went there two years ago. I have a feeling as long as Anthony's around, we probably will spend maybe a couple preseason games there. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. yeah.
5: I, and I doubt that. Uh, now, you might have to pay for a meal in Lexington. Anthony probably will not.
1: You underestimate me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
5: You um, win a championship at Kentucky. That lingers a long time. That, that earns you a lot of
1: equity. Uh, yeah. That's what I've heard. Big Blue Madness is tonight. I think I'm staying away from that. Um, but I know Anthony and the guys will be over there. It, it's a big weekend. They had football last night. Big Blue Madness tonight. Pelicans, Kings tomorrow night. It's sold out at Rupp Arena. It's pretty cool. And the other thing,
5: if you should happen to be going, if you get any free time during the day, you go out to Keeneland to the horse track. It's beautiful They're in They're running the fall. right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A, it's a beautiful time for the fall meet. The colors, of the leaves change. It's so the fall is far superior meat to the spring. It's great. It's I should go to the Lexington Chamber of Commerce when I finish this NBA game.
1: You should. You're you're just a good Kentucky grad. I uh, you know. I,
5: I, I really do like Lexington. It yeah. does not now look, you know, if you if I ask you where to eat in New Orleans, it'll take us an hour. So oh, yeah. you know, it's real easy to pick out the best spots in Lexington, much harder here.
1: Probably. Real quick, there is this lunch place though that I went to last time we were out in Lexington. It's out in horse country. It was on our way to the Woodford Reserve Distillery.
5: Uh, I wouldn't. I, I should know the name of this because I'm sure I know what place you're thinking of, um, and I can't think of. Well roadside deal. Anyway, yeah, I've been I there. Address. I know yeah, exactly what you mean, you know what and I, I mean. cannot think of what it's called. That's also the Woodford Reserve stillery. Good call on that as yeah, well. Yeah, that's great a trip. great
1: spot. That's a great spot. Well, we've spent just enough time on uh, Lexington as we have on the Pelicans. I think. Great <laughs> to have you, Brad.
5: Well, you know, I've I've spent a lot of time in Lexington. <laughs> I'm just getting to know these Pelicans.
1: Very good. Welcome to New Orleans. Thank you.
5: Thank you. you. got a I'm Twitter handle. Thrilled to be here. It's B. Dawson writes. W R I T E S. All right, Pelicans fans, there you go. Get to me there and find me at TheAdvocate.com.
1: Sounds good. We'll see you next week when we get back home.
5: Thank you. You got it. Brett
1: Dawson with us here from The Advocate, covering the Pelicans all season long. What well, we hope is a long, long season. We'll take a break, and Johnny Shays and I will wrap up the Friday edition in just a moment. All Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting.
0: Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report.
1: Sean Kelly, John DeShazer, back with you here on the Black and Blue Report. We're pretty much done on this Friday. We're going to put a wrap on the week. Uh, pretty wild week. It started with uh, the low of lows. <laughs> you know, it, it, because of the Thursday game, it makes everything strange. So our week starts by looking back at the disaster in Philadelphia that ends by talking about the win last night over the Atlanta Falcons. Um, what are you going to do with yourself this weekend, Mr. DeShazer? You get a little bit of a break here. Oh, I'm going to OD
2: um, Saturday. I think Michigan, Michigan State's early. And then uh, I can't remember who the afternoon, maybe Bama, Texas a is the afternoon game and then LSU going at it with Florida at night. So I I could very well not go outside tomorrow. Could uh, be a triple dipper. Huh? Yeah, it could be. it could be one of those days where I just stay inside the whole day. Now, I am. I, I will say this, you know, because I'm not accustomed to watching the NFL games because I'm always at one. So it might be a little bit hard for me to stay up for the NFL games on Saturday, uh, especially if I've – You mean on Sunday? Yeah, oh, yeah on yeah. Sunday, especially if I had too much to drink on Saturday. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll probably just OD on football all weekend because it's rare to get a chance to sit down and do nothing, man.
1: If you do go outside, folks, it's going to be phenomenal. There's a front coming through later today. Uh, It's going to feel like summer today uh, down here in the Gulf South. Uh, Those of you listening to us, and I know there are a lot of you from around the country, um, you'll be jealous because our weekend weather is going to be just about perfect here in New Orleans. It's what makes October so great here. So get out and enjoy it or uh, couch it like my partner, John DeShazio, this weekend. I'll be enjoying some decent weather tomorrow. I'm off to uh, Lexington, Kentucky today with the Pelicans We'll go Lexington, then Houston, then Orlando, and then finally a game at the Smoothie King Center. One week from today, the Pelicans will wrap up the preseason against the Miami Heat. John and I will have the broadcast for you. Uh, we'll get to see the new video board and everything else, and then wow, the regular season will be here. So I guess that means I got to do some homework. You might want to do some homework <laughs> while we're I gone. Do,
2: hey, I know Nate Robinson. I know that. One.
1: <laughs> yeah, Boy, there's some evolving stories though with this team as far as this roster goes. Um, and Daniel Sowers and I will keep you up to speed on all that As we get through the next couple of days uh, With our Pelicans broadcast Tomorrow night, 6 o'clock Central I think is tip-off from Lexington Coverage on the Pelicans Radio Network begins with Diesel There on Pelicans warm-up at 5.30 we we'll look forward to uh, talking with you across this road trip And getting this team set up for the regular season Our thanks to our guests today Benjamin Watson, JD of course and uh, Brett Dawson from The Advocates. And you all have a great, great weekend. We're off uh, to a good start. Let's put it that way. And we'll see you right back here on Monday with another edition of The Black and Blue Report.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of The Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source the black and blue report.